calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello Atascacita community and welcome to another edition of Advanced Copy where you get your notes, news, and get to hear from the staff at Atascacita Branch Library. Here we are greeting the third month of the year. By the end of this month, 2021 will already be a quarter over. Time flies. And soon we'll be telling you all about summer reading program. But first, this episode you'll get to hear from our newest staff member, Daniel, as he and Marissa chat about fossil washing, one of our great upcoming programs. We'll also hear about spring break activities, and we'll also visit with Miss Christine, who talks about all the things that go on with those craft kits. There's more than just having fun with art. We hope you've enjoyed reading across America and have experienced some great new books. Want to tell us about it? Record your one to two minute book review and send it digitally to ata at hcpl.net. One of the programs we have coming up is provided by the Harris County Department of Health. It's a flu shot and adult vaccine program on March 17th from 10 until 4. Get more information about this program and its requirements through our social media and online. Let's join Marissa and Daniel as they talk about fossil washing and elements of discovering the past right outside our doors. Hi everyone, this is Marissa at the Atascacita Branch Library and today I have with me our newest staff member, Daniel who is going to talk a little bit about his stone wash program that will be featuring on our social medias on March 26th at 9 a.m. So with that said... Howdy y'all, I'm Daniel, new to the library, excited to be here, and excited to do some programming with y'all. Woo! <laughs> yes, we are also very excited to have him. As far as his uh, fossil wash program goes, I do have a couple of questions. So basically, what is a fossil wash? So it's exactly what it sounds like. You're washing the fossils. Uh, there are a variety of reasons that you would do this. Uh, it's one is to get them clean, to wash off the dirt. Another reason is to break up the dirt and rocks around the fossil so you can get access to more fossils. This is more what institutions like museums and research colleges would do, where they would actually, you know, wash it several times and put it through a whole bunch of different size sieves mm -hmm. to catch smaller and smaller and smaller fossils. Almost like um, when you're uh, sifting for minerals. Exactly. Things like, like that. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same process, just different findings, I suppose. It's, it used not to be very common, but mm -hmm. now it's more and more so. So that way you get a whole lot of more information about the area you're collecting the fossils mm -hmm. in, not just the fossils. Right. Okay. And what kind of fossils are located in Stone City, which is where you got these fossils from? Yes. Okay. So it's the Stone City outcrop up near College Station. And they're all Middle Eocene, so about 41.8 million years ago. And they're all marine fossils. Ooh. So at that time, College Station was underwater. Right. And yeah. Houston was also underwater. Yes. As far as I know, it is all underwater. <laughs> Sometimes Almost. we still are underwater. Yeah. It's yes. true. That is true. Okay, well, that's very cool. How did you find this resource? So the Stone City site has been known since 1848, when a German geologist came and found it. 
and it's been dug at ever since then. Uh, it's so fossilific that there's no chance of the fossils ever running oh, out. Whoa. Yeah. I can imagine because it's, you know, it's marine animals, so there's an abundance of those. Well, um, most of them are, are very, very, small. Very, very tiny. So not large animals, but things that are, you know, maybe a couple of centimeters. Right. Okay. But uh, I found it going on trips with the Houston Museum of Natural Science. So a lot of different institutions like that, the Houston Museum of Natural Science, Houston Geological Society, even the uh, Dallas Natural Science Museum takes groups down there to dig for fossils and to talk about fossils. Okay. Awesome. Um, what could you expect when looking for fossils? I was thinking about that, and, and it's one of the, the things I've been with paleontologists and other digs, and they'll be walking, and they'll look over there, and they'll point and go, oh, look, mammoth ivory. And I'll go, that looks like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some of it is training your eyes to see what's there. And um, with Stone City, it's impossible not to find fossils. There's so many fossils there. Wow. So when you go there, and you look down to the ground, almost every bit of white is some sort of fossil, either a, a clam or a snail. And you can dig in there and find even more stuff. Ooh. So uh, it's in Stone City, you're looking for mostly white, will be the, the shells, mm -hmm. and then the occasional black, which will be bone material. So oh. fish vertebrae, fish uh, ear bones, even the occasional shark tooth. <gasps> that's, that's exciting. Ooh. All right. Well, if you go there, what kind of tools would you need to perform this kind of fossil hunting? <laughs> so uh, any sort of fossil hunting, you want small and slow. Okay. So gone are the days where you take a stick of dynamite, stick it in a hole, blow up an outcropping, and then collect the fossils. That's dangerous for people and the fossils. Right, right. So for this, you want things like a, a dental pick. Okay. So you can slowly pick away maybe a hobby knife. Uh, that's also a good small way, you know, a toothbrush or a small art brush, so you can just kind of move away the dirt around it. Uh, it's collecting things like aluminum foil. Okay. So if you take, you know, if you take a fossil in the rock out, you don't take it all out of the rock, but you will take the rock around it out, mm -hmm. and you can wrap that up in aluminum foil to keep it safe. Or if Stone City, you can just take a big chunk of, you know, rock and dirt out and put it in aluminum foil, so that way it's all contained. And then Ziploc bags. So oh. you can take the aluminum foil wrapped fossils and put them in bags to carry them. Oh, okay. Now I guess my next question would be, um, how open would this be to the public? So do you need a special pass or something to go into a specific area? Or do you mean like Stone City where you can basically go into like one area and you can go fossil hunting as long as you want? <laughs> so that's the great thing about this site is okay. this site is open to the public. So it is public riverbank, so anyone has access to it All right. if you can get to it. Yeah. Uh, it's normally you don't just go tromping on the land and right. take fossils off the land. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to do that on public property because mm -hmm. that's not very nice yeah. steal people's fossils. <laughs> uh, you, you can't do that on federal land. Right. Uh, unless you have, you know, the permits. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on road cuts unless you have the permits. But places like Stone City are safe for the general public just to go down for a weekend, collect as long as they want, and bring it back with them. Okay. All right. And then any other locations that the public can visit for collecting fossils and doing a fossil wash? Yes. As there are a few spots in Texas that kind of all center around Dallas. 
Mm. I, I know. Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> a big one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we've got the Mineral Wells Fossil Park by okay. the Mineral Wells. And that is much, much older than the Stone City site. That's 323 to 298 million years ago. Oh. So, yeah. Much older. Mm-hmm. Got Ladonia Fossil Park out of Ladonia. Okay. And that's 416 to 358 million years ago. Yeah. Trying old. to fathom that many million of years ago is uh, kind of it's, big. <laughs> well, that's like thinking, you know, T-Rex is closer to us in time than it is to Stegosaurus. Right, right. It is the, the weight of, of deep time. Yes. For something a little bit younger, there is the Post Oak Creek up in Sherman, Texas. Okay. And that's just 90 to 66 million years ago. Wow. So that's late Cretaceous, you know, last of the age of the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. That is fascinating. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch your fossil wash program. That will be airing on March 26th at 9 a.m. on either Facebook or Instagram. Do you have anything else to add? No, just that I'm looking forward to doing programming with the library, and everyone should be seeing more of me. Yes, we're very glad we have Daniel here. All right. Thank you so much, Daniel. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. So, Christine, we have a lot of crafts that go out, what, every two weeks? Yes. Every two weeks. Some are tied to our programs or some are just to discover art. Yes. And, but it's more than art. So it's also literacy. And one of the things you have told me is something like when they're working with the cotton, they're using a particular pinch. So if you can explain that one. Sure. Um, that would be the three finger grasp and it's your thumb, your index finger and your middle finger. And they'll pick the object up. Those are actually the muscles that they will need for writing. Okay, great. So they're kind of learning that grasp technique as they're working. There are other things that follow that grasp technique, not just the pinching with the cotton. What's another thing that we do in our art? Let's see. Other things that we do in our art that help children would be hand-eye coordination, also being able to see an object and match it up in a sequence. So they're sequencing in the steps. Lots of things are going on in the process of creating our crafts that most people don't realize. Right. So like we also have one coming out that had the sheep and it's talking about different perspectives. So can you give me a little bit more about the background, middle ground, foreground? Sure. On that perspective, the visual perspectives, uh, we're looking at how to create the illusion of depth and you're using different elements and sizes and overlapping to create that visual depth. So they're moving through the different pieces and putting them onto the collage to create this visual illusion. Um, it starts with the background and putting your clouds at the top of the image. And then the next sequence would be a dark green and a light green mountain. And those actually are overlapping, which is another key feature of creating that illusion, but also the differences in tonality. And you have the dark green, which recedes, and the lighter green that's going to come forward visually a little more. 
And there's a couple of those tricks that they use like in classic pieces like the Mona Lisa, which Absolutely. uses perspective to communicate a lot. So it's just like the beginning little pieces of, yes. of these things. Absolutely. Understanding that creating something like the Mona Lisa, you um, aren't just drawing, you're layering these elements to create an overall visual perspective. That's so cool. So we have another craft coming up and you want to tell us a little bit about that one. <laughs> that one is um, two little lovebirds that are attached to a clothespin and that is using stem so that they can use mechanics and see how that works. But also just going through and creating the objects will allow them to use visual motor integration, which is a little different than hand-eye coordination. And all of these things are needed for reading and writing and communicating in their daily lives as well as future success in school. Speaking of daily lives, so we get these kids and they're great. I want everyone to make sure that you come by the library, use our curbside to grab these kids, because as you've just learned, is more than just having fun with art. There's a lot of early literacy elements and skills that they're learning. But also there are things you can do at home, like blowing bubbles, which Miss Christine has always done at the story time. <laughs> that is part of early literacy. So give us an explanation on that one. Well, they're having to use their eyes to track the bubbles. Um, there's actually a lot going on there, but when they're reaching for them with their fingers, they're there's fine motor skills going on there. It's a pre-reading activity because they're building these skills that they'll need to follow the words on a page. So there you go, guys. If nothing else, get yourself some bubbles. In fact, Miss Christine has her own recipe for best bubbles. If you're interested in, just give us a comment and we'll be sure to share that in the future. Thank you, Miss Christine. It was great to hear about all the extra things that go into our art and our craft kits. You are very welcome. Our Linda.com database is now LinkedIn Learning, allowing you to access hundreds of courses and learning paths to support your career development. Join Marissa March 11th at 6.30 p.m. on Facebook or Instagram to catch up on the new changes and explore the opportunity for continuing learning through certifications partnered with Microsoft. Stuck at home over spring break? Come on down to the Attitude Zone Discord for fun and games. On Wednesday the 17th, join us for game day. We'll play Among Us, Jackbox games, whatever you want. If we get enough people, we may even play Mafia. If you've never played that before, it's kind of like a live-action version of Among Us. Then on Thursday at 3 o'clock, join us for Fun Film Theories. Do you have a theory about the Marvel Universe? Wonder how the Pixar Universe is connected to each other? Come on down and share your theories and learn about new ones. Also, we'll be talking about Mandela effects and movie conspiracy theories. So, game day, 3 o'clock on the 17th. And Fun Film Theories, 3 o'clock on the 18th. And we'll also be doing Teen Takeout on Tuesday like we normally do. So drop by the library and ask for your Teen Takeout packet. So join us on spring break. Looking for your next great read, but don't quite know what you're in the mood for? Check out the curated lists on hcpl.net and our Libyan Overdrive. Just visit hcpl.net, click on Explore, and then Read and you'll find some great lists like the New York Times bestseller and our own voices experiences. Over on Overdrive, accessible by the Libby app, 
you'll have reads like our centennial reads. We have 100 years of Harris County Public Library celebration this year, so we're finding the greatest reads in each decade. Be sure to check out what's the latest. So if you're finding your next great read, make sure to check out our curated lists on htpl.net. Explore and read. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Advanced Copy. We hope that you are enjoying some great books this season as winter turns to spring here in the Atascacita community. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at fol.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.